0: What is going on, guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here. It's writing the Monday Night Football Showdown Slate between the Bears and the Vikings. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports daily fantasy sports slates. Before we get into the video, I want to thank you guys again for all support. It is greatly appreciated on the videos, the live streams, as well as on Twitter. Uh, the easiest way to support me, since all my content is currently free, is to leave a like button on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos and so you don't want to go live. And if you have friends that play DFS and you enjoy the content, spread the word. Again, it would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, also, if you guys cannot watch the YouTube videos, do upload an Apple podcast. The link is in the description below, which is the DK DFS show. Uh, but with that, out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before we talk about players and the prices uh, from Monday's showdown slate, let's look back on it up here from Thursday. Uh, so Thursday's showdown lineup. Um, this was just a, it was another ugly slate. Colts and Titans. Um, and the reason being was just the Colts, right? They had three running backs. You know, no real standout wide receiver. Like three tight ends, hard to pick from. I didn't have Hines. You needed Hines basically to cash. So that's that was basically my downfall. You know, I want Ty, and the captain kind of hinted at that. Told you guys I was doing that live stream played both quarterbacks, played Corey Davis, kind of liked him as a, as a lower own play, a uh, burden at tight end, uh, and then Wilkins was, you know, a disappointment, but it was, Naheem H- it was the Naheem Hines show, kind of uh, out of nowhere, right? It was, you know, what we've seen from the Colts was like a, a pretty even split, and in that game, it was a huge uh, majority of the touches to Naheem Hines. So um, that's really it for the look back, uh, and uh, again, I always talk about it, but the reason I don't enter you know, a lot of money on these showdown slates. there is a ton, a ton of variants involved. Kinda of like we saw with with slate, like right? Naheem Hines. Uh just getting all basically all the touches kinda of out of nowhere. Like stuff like that can happen. Uh, and that's why I play these more for fun. But um yeah, let's uh let's talk about this slate. So another this is I think the fourth or fifth straight showdown slate that's just kind of ugly. But positives are we have a really, really good Thursday night game. Cardinals, Seahawks, Kyler Murray season. You guys know it. You guys know I was all over him. obviously, in the main slate. That uh, sick pass of DeAndre Hopkins, that was amazing. Cannot wait for that game on Thursday. But, uh, yeah, this one, Monday night, uh, Vikings-Bears, 43.5 over under. Uh, Vikings are three-point favorites. So let's take a look at the snap counts here for both teams in their last game. Uh, so, Davin Cook is, uh, you know, the clear workhorse back here from Minnesota. He's gone off the last couple of games. He only played 66% of the snaps last game. That's because kind of the game got out of hand against Detroit. Madison played 28%, but again, most of that was in garbage time. So, Davin Cook is going to get a majority of the snaps here for, for Minnesota at running back. Wide receivers, Thielen playing 86% of the snaps. Justin Jefferson played 60%. Um, and then Chad Beebe, 29%. Ola B.C. Johnson, 14%. So... Uh, Minnesota uh, is not a team that really likes running three wide receivers a lot. Uh, It's going to be a lot of two wide receiver and one wide receiver sets with two tight ends. So, um, yeah, with with guys like BB and Ola, BC Johnson, uh, nothing you can really look to with confidence there. At tight end, uh, well, uh, we know Minnesota likes running two tight ends. And we do have Irv Smith, their their pass-catching tight end, out. Uh, So Kyle Rudolph is, you know, getting up there in age. He's still, you know, a decent pass-catching tight end. He played 72% of the snaps. Uh, Cochran played 43% of snaps. He's at a really cheap price. Where uh, I think you can consider him on this slate. Running backs for the Bears. So this is the tricky part here of the slate. We have Montgomery out. Uh, you know, we've known this year once Tari- Tariq Cohen has gone back, gone down. Montgomery has been you know their workhorse back. They basically haven't really used anyone else. Well, now it's it's kind of tricky because we don't really have a clear path of what the Bears going to do. Uh, They have uh, Corderall Patterson, kind of the running back wide receiver. Uh, They have Ryan Nall, and they called up the veteran Lamar Miller from the practice squad. So, you know, we don't have a clear idea uh, of what's going to happen. You know, Nall and uh, Corderall Patterson are priced up. You have Lamar Miller at the flatman price. So we'll talk about that that more in a sec uh, with the Bears and the running backs. Wide receivers to the Bears, a little more clear-cut. Uh, Allen Robinson's status is, is up in the air, but I think he will be good to go. He played 95% of the snaps last game. Mooney, 87%. Anthony Miller, 69% of the snaps. Cordero Patterson, again, he'll run uh, more at running back. Riley Ridley, kind of is your number four right now, played 21% of the snaps. And at tight end, Jimmy Graham, uh, the veteran, has been still getting targeted a decent amount here, played 65% of the snaps. Cole Kemp, Kempt uh, played 47% of the snaps. His status is up in there, so that's something to keep an eye on. All right, let's start with player by player breakdown at the top of the slate. We got Dalvin Cook at thirteen six, crazy crazy price, uh, but hard to know what he's done the last couple games here. One hundred sixty three and two hundred six yards on the ground. Um, this is a much tougher spot though. Chicago's defense is a lot better than Green Bay, a lot better than Detroit, so I would not expect anywhere close to you know one hundred sixty three and two hundred and six yards on the ground. Now, uh, if you guys are, you know, playing the on slate and you're playing cash games, you're playing 50-50s, head-to-heads, then you probably do look to Dalvin Cook because he is, again, the clear workhorse back, a high floor running and quarterbacks on these slates. So, um, you know, probably where I start my cash game lineup would be Dalvin Cook and both quarterbacks. That's probably how I would go about it. Uh, I don't necessarily think Dalvin Cook is a must play on this slate just because of the price point, uh, but he definitely is one of the safer options. Uh, he's, um, you know, still will get involved in the pass game here and there too. And uh, again, it's going to be the majority of the carries. Minnesota is a run-first team here, so if Minnesota is playing from ahead in this game, you can definitely see, you know, twenty-five to thirty carries for Dalton Cook. Allen Robinson's status currently up in the air, but I think he'll be good to go. Um, he is their clear-cut, uh, obviously number one wide receiver. It's a, uh, you know, better matchup here for the Chicago side than it is the Minnesota side um so robinson at 10.8k that feels about right like i don't think it's super super pricey I don't think it's like too cheap either um you know with gpp winning lineups again i always mention it's about 75 percent of the time a running back or wide receiver is in the captain spot i could definitely see a you know a situation where Allen robinson is in the optimal lineup in the captain like his upside you know he's the guy that's gonna get targeted a ton gotta keep eye on the injury you know the knee injury obviously worries me a bit but i assume he's gonna be good to go Kirk Cousins at 10-2, so and this one's tricky because we know Minnesota's a run first-team last couple games when they've been playing from ahead, only 11 and 13 completions. Like They haven't really thrown the ball a ton. If they do fall behind in this one, um, then, then they'll have to air it out more, obviously. We've seen a couple times so far this year you know, against Seattle, against Atlanta, so I like the matchup better on the opposite side for, um, for Nick Foles, so Cousins... Yeah, I think he still probably go there in cash because the floor is high. Um, I don't, I'm don't. i not overly excited um, about jamming him in there, but I do think, again, he is a, a safer option on the slate. Again, I probably prefer Nick Foles at 9-8. I just like the matchup a little bit better for him. Uh, Foles has been throwing the ball a ton, probably due to the fact that they've been you know playing from behind. 39, 40, 41, and 52 pass attempts. Again, this is a much, much better spot here against this Minnesota defense. So um, I do prefer Nick Foles to Kirk Cousins if you're going to make me pick. But I think obviously both, you can get to both and Dalvin Cook if you want to. It's just going to be, you going to play a couple cheap plays from there. Adam Thielen at 10K. I think we'll go overlooked in this site because of the recent form, right? Only uh, three, three, and two catches in the last three games is not great. Uh, but like I said, if they fall behind early in this one, that's where you can see Thielen's upside. So right now, He's more of a contrarian play since we know what Minnesota is, we know they're on first team, uh, but I still think there's you know, there's a way where we're can break the slate here. Uh, it's just you kind of need the good game script, right? You do need Minnesota to fall behind early. If, they, if they're playing from ahead, it's going to be a lot of Dalvin Cook. Justin Jefferson at 8 6, you know, had a stretch of games where I think he had three of the last. Yeah, he had a stretch where he had three uh, of four games of over a hundred yards, and it's kind of cooled off. But they haven't really needed him because they've been playing from the big lead. So at eight point six k feels a little bit pricey. I probably prefer getting to Thielen for a little bit more. But either way, like the Minnesota passing attack right now, I think is just more, or, or at least the top two guys are a little bit more contrarian options. Um, unless you think Minnesota playing is going to be playing from behind this one, which is possible. Uh but yeah, Jefferson, Thielen, I think, are a little bit pricey uh on this one. And Montgomery's out. We'll talk about the running backs for Chicago. Jimmy Graham's at 7-2. You know, eight, six, seven, and six targets. Still getting targeted a decent amount. I don't think he has amazing upside. I think he's still a little bit pricey, but definitely viable. Obviously, there's someone they can look to in the red zone. Mooney at 6-6, six, six, I like a good amount here in the mid-range. Uh he's playing a majority of the game. He's running uh the big routes, right? Uh he's you know, last year games seven, six, and eleven targets. He's got some big play upside in him. And like I said, I like the matchup more on this side of the ball uh for, for the Chicago guys than I do the Minnesota side. So uh Darnell Mooney in the mid range is one of my favorite plays at his price. Ryan Null's six two. So this is just a question of you know, what are what is Chicago gonna do with the running backs? You know, is it gonna be Corral Patterson? Is it gonna be Ryan Null? Is it gonna be Lamar Miller? Well, we don't have a good feel right now. Hopefully, we get some sort of clarity from the beat writers of what it's going to be, you know, before lock tomorrow. We'll talk about that in the live stream. But right now, it's kind of up in the air. So, you know, at 6.2K for Ryan Null, I don't know if I'm, like, overly excited about it because I don't know if he's going to – I don't think he's going to be a true workhorse back, Right. I think it's gonna be some Cordell Patterson. Obviously, it's going be Null. I think Lamar Miller gets some touches too. And Lamar Miller's cheapest of the bunch. Again, Cordell Patterson's at 5'2. They'll, they'll line him out um, out wide sometimes, and he'll get some carries as well. You know, how much work is he gonna get at running back is is in question too. Does he get more work? Again, is it null is it Lamar Miller? So that's the big question mark on this slate. Um, but yeah, uh Null's at 6-2, Patterson's at 5-2, and then we have Lamar Miller at the flat min. So, you know, obviously Lamar looks the best for his price, but is he going to need enough work to to um, pay off his salary is the question. Anthony Miller's at 4.8K. He is their number three receiver, but still has had 11 and eight targets in the last couple games. He's still a guy, a young guy that has upside. Um, you know, if Alan Robson does get ruled out in this one, then, like, I really like Mooney and Miller at their respective prices. Like, if A Rob gets out, if A, if Alan Robson gets ruled out, I'm probably playing both Mooney and Miller. Um, if Allen Robson plays again, I still really like Mooney. Miller's at you know, at 4 8 is, is a fair enough price for number three receiver. He still played a good amount of the game, right? He played 69% of the snaps, uh, again, probably due to them playing from behind, but the Bears do like running through wide receiver sets. So, Miller is someone I'm looking to in the mid-range, and we have no Earthsmiths. We'll talk about some cheaper Minnesota guys. Both kickers uh, with Bailey and Santos are viable. You know, there's there's really not a ton of value on the slate. Like, it's pretty thin. Usually on these showdown sites, there's at least some, you know, standout value. Not really on this slate. So, uh, the kickers are safer value options. I'm definitely considering them on this one. Kyle Rudolph, I think it looks okay at 3-4. I know he's getting out there in age. He doesn't have as much upside as he did um when he was uh, you know a younger player in the NFL but with no Irv Smith maybe they're relying on him a little bit more. Um sure I think he's he's a cheap option that you can look to uh, with there being very very little value. Now I like what DraftKings did here with the defenses They finally priced them down, right? Because we just had some insane, insane price points for defenses this year, and people have been playing them, right? Like, over 7K for defenses that have been like 40% owned It's just mind-boggling. But these, like, this is a slate where I think I can get to, to either defense here with the Bears and the Vikings. Now, which one do I prefer? Where well, the Bears defense is the better defense, uh, but I would probably say Minnesota's offense is slightly better, so... Tricky one. I think I do prefer the Bears defense still at 3.2k. Kirk Cousins is a guy that has uh, is prone to turnovers. I mean they're at a cheap enough price where I think you can get to them. So yeah, I'm definitely considering both defenses in the slate. Again, Bears offense has really struggled, no Montgomery, so I think you kinda of can at least consider the Vikings defense as well. Uh, but yeah, this is a slate, you know, you know, if you guys want to watch my showdown videos all year, normally I'm not overly excited about the defenses. This is a slate where I, I like the defenses. Um Madison at 2K, I know he had 12 carries that last game, but again, that was mostly due to the blowout, so I don't think he gets a ton of work, you know, maybe he'll get a couple touches here and there at $2,000, at least you can throw him in consideration, but pretty risky. Uh, Ola B.C. Johnson is their number four receiver, uh, not really for me, right, he played, what's well, let's go to Minnesota. He played 14% of snaps. Yeah, nothing you can go to with confidence. Chad Beebe played a little bit more at 1K. So if you're going to make me pick one of those, the number three wide receiver for the Vikings, I guess it would be Chad Beebe just because he played more. Played played 29% of snaps. But still did not get targeted. Uh, Cole Kempt Kemp, uh, is uh, at $800. He's, his status is currently up in there. He's actually a pretty talented tight end if he does play. I think he's someone I can look to for for a value option. If he misses, we can look to guy Demetrius Harris, who is uh, their third-string tight end. Now, Cochran is the Vikings' third-string tight end, uh, but he is going to be their backup tight end in this one. And uh, where is the Vikings? When Smith went down, he basically came in and he played 43% of snaps. And we know Minnesota likes running two tight ends a lot. So, Cocklin at this price point I think looks looks like a pretty good option. I know he hasn't got targeted at all so far the season, but if he's gonna be out the majority of the game, I think you can look to him. Other options, um yeah, so again, Demetrius Harris, if uh Cole Kempt is out, I think you can look to Demetrius Harris. You know, he's had some games where he's had three targets. Um, again, $200 obviously doesn't need a lot to pay off his salary. So, if Kempt is out, I think you could look to Demetrius Harris. And then finally, I want to mention Lamar Miller. So, we haven't seen a lot from Lamar Miller, obviously, the last couple of years. He went down early in 2019 in the preseason. He's called out from the practice squad. You know, does he still have some left in the tank? I don't know. But he is the cheapest of these Bears running backs with him, Null, and Patterson. So, I guess I feel like the best with Lamar Miller and his price. Uh, but, yeah, right now, there's we don't really know what the Bears are going to do at the running backs. You know, it just could be a three-way split with Patterson Nolan, and Miller. You know, is one going to stand out more than the other? Hopefully we get some sort of clarity on that before lock-in. I'll be uh, looking out on Twitter, uh, looking for beat writers, see if we get any sort of indication to what the Bears are going to do. But right now, I think Lamar Miller is a viable punt play. Um, at $200. So that's what they have for the player-by-player player breakdown. Again, not a lot of value, right? Like, this slate is is pretty ugly, a lower over-under. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about cash games. Uh, so, so for cash, you know, i probably look to a guy like, obviously, Dalvin Cook uh, and both quarterbacks with Cousins and Foles. If you throw them all in the flex, what does that leave you with? Leaves you with 5.4 carry remaining. So you would have to get, you know, uh, you would have to obviously get to some value you know, you could, I think, if you play Dalvin Cook, fade Kirk Cousins and just hope Minnesota's playing from ahead and it's just a heavy dose of, of Dalvin Cook. That's an option. I don't think Kirk Cousins is a must-play. You could go, like, if this is talking cash games, or you could go with Dalvin Cook and Captain Foles, uh, and then it leaves you 4.9 career, mate, and then you can kind of mess with it. So, yeah, mess around with the roster construction, but, you know, uh, the quarterbacks in these slates do have the highest floor. Uh, a guy like Dalvin Cook, since he's a true workhorse back, obviously has a really high floor too. So that's why those guys kind of look like good cash game plays. Um, Guys I'm looking to for in the captain for GPPs. Well, Alan Robinson, if he plays, we know he's got a ton of upside. Um, I think a guy like Darnell Moody in the mid-range, I like a good amount. Cheaper options, well, um, I got, you know, the Vikings wide receivers with Thielen and Justin Jefferson. It's all about the game flow because Minnesota is going to... A pound the rock if they're playing from ahead, but they do fall behind. You know, you could see upside here from Thielen and Jefferson, but right now I think they're more contrarian plays at their respective price points. And then you just get to cheaper options. Like, do you want to take a dart throwing a guy like Kyle Rudolph or Smith? Um, you know, do you want to take a shot in one of those Bears running backs and hope that the guy that you play gets a majority of the work? So um, that's really it for me and the player-by-player breakdown. Again, we'll talk about more of roster construction um and you know obviously injury news uh in the live stream tomorrow i'll be live streaming 30 minutes before lock on my youtube channel guys going over everything answering all you guys questions so as always make sure to check out the live stream guys but uh yeah that's gonna wrap it up for the video so if you haven't enjoyed the content so far i'd really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and hit the notification bell so you know I upload videos you know live again 30 minutes before lock i will be live tomorrow make sure to check it out Thanks again. Hope you guys have a good night and I will see you all tomorrow in the live stream.